Good evening and welcome to Carols by Candlelight. It's lovely to see you all here tonight. Um, to save time, um, with, without me keep jumping up and introducing the carols and introducing the readers, uh, it will happen automatically, I hope. <laughs> I'm missing one reader at the moment, but um, I'm trusting. <laughs> um, and I have a standby, standing by, just in case. So. Um, so you're very welcome. Um, at the end of um, the service, we will be serving refreshments next door. Uh, I've had a look. There's lots of mince pies. So if that's your favourite, um, please uh, share with us uh, over that. There's, there'll be biscuits as well and um, tea, coffee and juice if you want that. So to start, um, I found a video that I think sets the scene for Carols by Candlelight. And then after that, we'll sing O Come All You Faithful and it will happen. I will stand up every now and then just to introduce something new. Um, but um, other than that, so thank you. star we see and all the songs we sing of shepherds on a hillside of goodwill and peace the lights on every tree and all the gifts we bring in every part of Christmas we'll see our King for he is the light that shines from the star. He is the shepherd watching over us all. And he is the peace that wise men still seek. A savior born that we might live. That we might live. He 
Our first reading comes from the prophet of Micah, chapter 5. Marshal your troops now, city of troops, for a siege is laid against us. They will strike Israel's ruler on the cheek with a rod. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small amongst the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from an old, from ancient times. Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. And he will be our peace when the Assyrians evade our land and march through our fortresses. He will raise against them seven shepherds over eight commanders who will rule the land of Assyria.
The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, shoulders the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. On the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from the time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Sunday morning at our nativity, um, we sang this carol. Um, but we didn't do the actions. Um, so <laughs> Abby and myself are going to um, sort of stand on the platform and do the actions. Um, the actions are on the, the, the screen. If you feel like doing it and joining in, please feel free to do so. If you don't, then that's absolutely fine. Just sing along. And it's called Oh, What a Glorious Night. Shepherds came to see the baby Stood by his mother's side Here lay the Savior inside a manger Oh, what a glorious night Oh, what a glorious night I hear the angels singing
cold now All is quiet A star shining in the sky Below in Bethlehem The king is sleeping Oh, what a glorious night I used to work nine Now it would normally be Mark that does the uh, all age talk, uh, but he's in France. Um, so it's down to me. Um, so when I was thinking about um, what to do for an all-age talk, um, I happened to be sitting at home and uh, on the desk uh, in front of me was a Christmas tree. Now, um, what I've done is I've made a PowerPoint, so just in case it's too dark and you can't see what I'm doing, um, it'll appear on the screen that way. And uh, well, as I sat and I thought about the Christmas tree, um, the Christmas tree, now I, I don't know the origins of why we have a Christmas tree, um, but the Christmas trees are normally um, either fir trees or spruce trees, and they're evergreen. In other words, they don't drop their leaves. I, I guess that if you've got a real Christmas tree, it's probably dropping all its needles on the floor at the moment. Um, but this one is plastic, so um, it won't drop anything. <laughs> Um, but being plastic, of course, it will last forever because it's not really biodegradable, is it? Um, and so I, as I thought about it, I thought, yeah, this tree, if it was a real tree and is an evergreen, it will last forever. And it got me thinking that the Son of God came to Bethlehem to bring eternal life, that we have life on earth. And if we believe in him, we have life for eternity, for everlasting. And so it reminded me of the Christmas tree. Now, the Christmas tree is not the same if it's all bare, is it? Um, so I've got some things to add to it. Now, sometimes uh, people put a star on the top. And I won't get this because I can't see. But anyway, they, they put a star on the top. <laughs> and it reminded me, of course, that the star appeared to the wise men. And they followed the star, and over Bethlehem it stopped where the baby was born, where Jesus was born. So that was the star. Now, I know not everybody has a star on their tree. Sometimes they have something else. You definitely won't be able to see this. My little fairy is on the tree. No, it's not going to stay. And uh, the angel, but it should be an angel. This is a real angel, not a fairy, it's an angel. And the angel appeared to Mary and told Mary that she was gonna have a baby, that she was gonna bear the son of God. The angel also appeared to Joseph and told Joseph to take Mary to be his wife and not to um, divorce her quietly because of what was happening. The angels have also appeared to the shepherds in the fields and told them about the birth of this baby and to go and be with him. So that's some things that are on the tree. But a tree is very dark, isn't it? And somehow, if I can find the switch, we get the light. <laughs> and Jesus 
is the light of the world. The light came out of heaven into this world to bring light into the darkness. And so with Jesus, whenever we see the light, it reminds us of him, that he is shining in the darkness. But the tree is still looking a little bit bare, so I've got some other things. And so a little bauble has to be a little one for this little tree. We'll put it on. And uh, the reason that, that, so I looked it up, why do you have baubles? And the reason you have baubles is because in the old days, and everyone is too young to remember the days where they had candles on the trees instead of um, nice electric light, or in this case, um, fiber optic lights. And the baubles were used to reflect the light so that it would then light up the room even better than just the candle because it would reflect all the flickering of the flames. And for those that trust in Jesus Christ, we are asked to reflect the light of the world. So we are asked to reflect Jesus as Lord. Tinsel is the same thing. Um, if you have silver tinsel, and there is some little bits of sort of what, what we call angel hair, I don't know what you call it, um, in this, but it also reflects the light. So we're called to reflect the light. And then finally, not so much on the tree, um, unless you hang chocolate on the tree. They're normally under the tree or somewhere on the floor near the tree, and that is a gift. And in the video we, we saw right at the beginning, he is the gift. The God's gift to mankind was Jesus Christ. And because of him, we can have life eternal and we can live in light, not in darkness. So just some thoughts on how the Christmas tree can reflect Christmas and reflect this baby that was born, the son of God, who now reigns and lives in heaven, but can reign and live with each one of us in our hearts.
month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the servant, a Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her.
In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a consensus should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first consensus that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
Hey. What? You awake? I think so. You mean you're not sure? I'll stir the coals a little. That should help make you see more. Oh, and some heat. Look, if it really bothers you, I could go and get some more wood for the fire. You reckon? I know, I know it's only my second night, but... But what? How do you stand it? The cold, the dark, the silence, the, the isolation. You just get used to it. After a while, your eyes adjust to the darkness and you can see more. But does it ever get any less boring? Does anything ever happen out here at night? Hmm. The odd shooting star once in a while. I mean, what did you think a shepherd does anyway? I guess, uh, uh, I don't know really. Look, let's get up and check the sheep. You count them and I'll check for strays. Wait, my Oh, my legs are so stiff. Surely walking around will help you warm up. Bum bum. What? <laughs> I didn't. Oh, and that fire. Oh, it's gone. That'll be the last light we see for a while. Wow! Caleb, did you, do, did you just see what I think I saw? I, I think so. If you did, then so did I. Then it wasn't a dream. If you saw it, and I saw it, it wasn't a dream. Wow! They were angels, right? We just saw angels! I... I think they could have been angels, but they talked about a saviour. A saviour? Do you, do you think they could mean the Messiah? Oh, I think so. For so long I've wanted to see the Messiah, and in my lifetime as well. Well, the Messiah, and he'll kick the Romans out, right? Yeah, wouldn't that be marvellous? This could change everything. But why do you think they came to us? Do you think the others saw them? They must have. They lit up the whole sky. A baby in a manger. Hmm. How can that be? The Messiah would be born in a palace, wouldn't he? Or the temple. And 
Wouldn't it be Jerusalem, not Bethlehem? Some teachers say the prophet spoke of Bethlehem. Wow, so the Messiah could be here and just down the road from us. Wow, but a baby in a manger, it just doesn't make any sense at all. But that's what the angels said, and they were angels, right? We must go to Bethlehem. But what about the sheep? Oh, let the others check the sheep. If this is the Messiah, I must see this baby for myself. Thank you to uh, Nigel and uh, Jenny. That was great. Really, really good. And uh, it was, an, it's, it, they thought it was just another night shift, didn't they? The shepherds, they were going about their business uh, out alone on the hillside in the dark, trying to stay warm, going about their ordinary work. And something amazing, something supernatural happened that turned this from a uh, typical boring lonely night shift into something that was supernatural and the shepherds were changed by this encounter with the angels and with Jesus and we learned later on that the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen which were just as they'd been told because they went to see Jesus this child that had been promised their whole lives were turned upside down and I want to ask the question this evening, is it possible that God is still in the business of turning people's lives upside down, of revealing himself in the ordinary workplaces and routines of life? Is it possible that God is still in the business of breaking into our world? Well, I want to, I want to argue that he is, that, he, that he's real, that he exists, and he's still in the business of disturbing our lives. And so I've asked um, uh, Pete to come and give us uh, his story of how God broke into his life and revealed himself uh, to Pete. So come and tell your story, Pete. Thank you, Martin. You'll be... Um... My story doesn't involve an angel meeting to tell me I'm pregnant, so that was uh, its <laughs> not, not quite as extreme as that. But uh, look, some of you knew me in the, in the church when I was, when I was this big, and, uh, and many of you know me now, I'm, I'm this big, but what not many of you know is what happened in the middle. Um, not many people know the bits in between, and it's fair to say that I didn't live a very Christian life for, for many, many, many years. And there were good times and bad times, but something was always missing. And in late 2019, I lost my dad to cancer. I lost my wife. Um, I lost my job. You know, three of the, the big things in, in my life. And my life spiraled um, out of control beyond all, all recognition and ultimately led to me checking myself into rehab on the 10th of February in 2020. Um, 
I can't go into the details because it's about it's a family it's a uh, a family service but it, it's fair to say you know my my life was in a, a pretty bad a pretty bad place one of the 12 steps to recovery is handing yourself over to a higher power giving yourself somebody to answer to I remember one chap chose his dog and uh, another chose his wife but I chose to put my life in the hands of Jesus Christ and since I've done that my life has changed beyond all recognition and things have happened to me that I just can't explain. So the definition of a miracle, a surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of, the, of a divine power. When I, uh, when I was spiraling out of control, I didn't open my post for nearly 12 months. I had a pile of letters when I finally found them in lots of different places this big. I hadn't paid my mortgage, I hadn't paid my bills, I hadn't paid my rent, I hadn't paid my credit card bills. And when, my, when the time came that I needed to, um, to move house, I knew I'd have to go for a credit check. And so I'd put it off and put it off. I was going into rented and uh, I finally applied to somewhere that just miraculously appeared two doors down pretty much from where I was living. Um, which meant my, my boys could still go to the same the same school and things and somehow miraculously I passed this credit check I can't scientifically explain how that could happen because I know what it is and how and how bad and how bad it is that that uh, could never it can never have happened at, at the, a similar time I'd I'd applied to talk talk for broadband and had all sorts of problems there wasn't enough sockets out in the road to get me broadband and I simply made a phone call to complain and they sent me a credit for a for the exact amount into my bank account the next day that I needed to pay my rent that week. And I just, I mean, just in incredible. There was another time we, we do let's do lunch here on school holidays for anybody that's not aware. We, we feed the local community and bring people together that, that need the, either the, you know, the, the food or, or somewhere to um, somewhere to eat and people to talk to. We changed the timing of it to an evening one week. We were overrun by people. We'd only bought enough food to feed 50 people, and yet we somehow managed to feed 75 people that evening from the local community. It's just, you know, things that are very, very hard to, to explain. So the definition of an angel, an angel is a messenger of God. The word suggests goodness and is often used to refer to someone who offers comfort and aid to others in times of trouble. So, you know, Again, just, just things that have happened to, to me over the last, uh, the last couple of years. My stepdad had a heart attack in, uh, in, in the Waitrose car park down, down the road. And this lady appeared out of nowhere and physically, literally brought Adrian back to life. She gave him CPR, mouth to mouth, stayed until the ambulance came. The ambulance came, we looked around and she'd vanished. And to this day, we've never been able to find that, that lady who made such a difference to, to our lives. I was on the way to pick my son up from school and my car broke down and I the first thing I did was almost well, car started steaming and the first thing I did was pray it was like you know Lord please I'm you know I have to be somewhere I, you know I don't have any money to fix my car I can't you know really can't break down right now and just pulled up an RAC, an RAC van pulled up next to me I'm not a member of the AA the RAC or anything like that and I said and he just said can I help you and uh he had my bonnet up and he, he fixed my car and said go and buy some coolant and you know inside the shop and put it in the engine and I went into the into the uh, into the shop came back out and he'd gone and I filled up the, the coolant in the car and we we drove off and off we went off I went to pick my select from school it's just incredible and then 
you know, just a, another example would be Paul. Paul came to see me, Paul, a, the um, member of the church. He said, oh, this was a couple of months ago when I was really thinking, how am I going to, you know, making a choice right now between do I feed the kids tonight or do I put the heating on? And Paul gave me an envelope and inside that envelope was a hundred pounds. No note, no nothing. But, you know, somebody knew that I needed, um, you know, that I was in a bad place at that point and, and needed, needed help. I think um, I just want to, you know, I think we all have the chance to be angels and what we see as nothing could be a miracle for somebody else. I think I just want to finish with a prayer. This is used worldwide by millions of people in or out of recovery. It's the serenity prayer. So if anybody wants to join me, if you know the words, please do. But God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Thank you. So yes, God is still alive, he's real, he's still in the business of breaking into people's lives. And I just want to leave you with this challenge tonight. It's beautiful that we sing carols and we come together and do these lovely things that we do at Christmas, but Jesus didn't just come so that we can sing carols. He came to turn our lives upside down. His very name, Saviour, means rescuer. Uh, Pete can testify that he's been rescued. His life has been turned upside down. Jesus came that we might have life in all its fullness. Jesus came that we might have purpose, uh, contentment, joy, meaning, and a full life. God doesn't want us to miss out on having the joy of knowing him, friendship with him. So this Christmas, don't pass up the opportunity to find out more about Jesus. Talk to a Christian about their experiences of Jesus being alive and real. Why don't you read the Gospels in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, to find out more about Jesus. And I would say this, I know, because I'm a pastor, but come to church again. Come and find out more about Jesus, the one who came into this world the light of the world, that you might have life and life in all its fullness. Amen.
Before we sing our last carol, let me lead us in a, a time of prayer. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come into this place, in the warmth of this place, in the warmth of each other's company, and into your presence. We feel privileged to be able to do that in freedom in this country. But Father, as we look around the world, uh, the world is far from peace. There are wars. There are rumors of wars. And Father, we would pray to you now for what is happening in Israel and Gaza, what is happening between Russia and Ukraine, and in other places around the world where war is happening at this time. Father, we pray that you in some way would bring peace into all these situations, that you will speak into the hearts and minds of those in authority that can bring this to an end, that the wars may cease and peace will reign again around the world. Lord, we know it's a big ask, but you are a mighty God. And as we've already heard tonight, how you turn Peter's life around, you can turn other people's lives around to bring peace in this world. So we pray that you will move by your spirit. Father, we'd also pray for this country of ours. We thank you for the leaders who are trying to do the best that they can. But we pray that you will just speak into their hearts and minds too in the way in which this country could be led. Father, we pray for all those who will be on the streets at this Christmas time who don't have homes to go to. Lord, we pray for all the aid agencies that are working around the country to supply meals, to supply beds, supply the needs to those who are homeless at this time. And Father, we know there is still sickness in this world. And we will pray for any in our community here who are suffering at this time. And we pray that you will bring healing, that you will bring peace, that you will bring care into their lives. For those that have lost loved ones this year, we pray that you will speak words of peace, words of comfort into their hearts and minds as they celebrate this Christmas time with one of the family members missing. Lord, will you just surround them with your love and your care? And so, Lord, we, we thank you again for this time that we've been able to share together. And we pray that you, by your spirit, you'll speak into each of our hearts and minds about who Jesus is and the need to have him as Lord and Saviour. In Jesus' name, we ask it all. Amen. We're going to sing our final carol, Joy to the World. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. 
can I say thank you to everyone who has taken part tonight, uh, those that you've seen up front, uh, those behind the scenes upstairs, the technical team, and those that have provided the refreshments. So please come and join us uh, for, for that as well. If we haven't sung your favorite carol, I'm sorry. Um, there's just so many to try and get in. Uh, but you have another opportunity tomorrow. We have a Christmas Day service here at 10 o'clock. Uh, it will last no longer than an hour. So if you would love, we'd love to see you if you're able to come and share with us tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Let me pray. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and during this Christmas time and with all those whom we love. Amen.